Cash is king. And if cash is king, cash flow is queen. All right, let's talk about the third option. I don't know why I put air quotes around that in the video, but I did. There is a third option. Um, maybe I put air quotes in it because it's unwritten and it's kind of in the ether. And uh, it's almost like the bank doesn't want to acknowledge it exists. And we are talking about one bank. We're talking about the bank in our channel that focuses on variable rate product, not adjustable rate product. Okay, here's what I have to say about this. Cash is king. Cash flow is queen. Cash rules everything. There is, there is no way around this. This is the reality of our society. So where are you parking your cash? Think about where you park your car. Do you park your car 19 miles from home? No. Do you park your car at the bottom of the ocean? No. So why do people choose to park cash in a similar type of manner? Either making it incredibly challenging to get to or just flat out impossible to ever reach again. Um, emotion. Emotion often mixed with bad advice, often mixed with limited options that aren't as limited as they were first presented. And this is the situation a lot of your clients are in right now. And this is the opportunity you have to enlighten them. Clients have the mistaken belief, mainly due to letters being sent out to them, um, that a lump sum payment set against their mortgage will ease their pain. It will not. Uh, that somehow a lump sum payment will make things easier. It will not. Short of paying a mortgage out to zero, short of a 100% of balance lump sum payment, paying it off completely, few other amounts set against the principal will result in any kind of easing of the tension, at least the tension we're feeling currently. Key point, a lump sum payment against a mortgage is almost always money that will never be seen again. It is cash leaving your life almost certainly forever or until you sell the property. But even then, when you sell the property, you tend to use all that equity for the down payment in the next one. So at a time like this, July 18th, 2023, at a time like this, at a time we're in right now, Cash is king. Keep your cash as liquid as you can. And lump sum payments are not liquid. They aren't. GICs, those are liquid. And the interest rate, in many cases, outpaces, if not offsets, the mortgage interest rate. So it's a wash. So why not park it where you can chip away at it, get a little bit of it if you need a little bit of it, or get all of it if you need all of it. Now, maybe you have a secured line of credit tied to your mortgage and you're thinking, hey, no problem. I can always readvance off my line of credit. And maybe your limit grows as you pay down the mortgage. Maybe. Maybe OSFI will allow that to stay in place. Maybe not. A line of credit is a demand loan. It can be called, the rate can be changed on it, and it can be canceled at any time. Anytime the bank feels like it needs to limit its exposure. Anytime the bank is advised by the regulator, OSFI, to limit its exposure. So a line of credit is what? It's maybe money. It's money that might be there. It's not cash. It's not a GIC, for instance. It's just not. It's not money in the bank. A line of credit is a privilege, not a right. And privileges often get cut during tough times. Your credit rating, your payment history, your relationship with the manager of the bank have nothing to do with any of it. 
If the decree comes down from a 42nd floor of an ivory tower in Toronto, your line of credit is gone, vaporized. So I've said it a couple times already. I'll probably say it a couple more. Cash is king, right? Cash is cash. Cash is not a line of credit. Cash. Think three times before you give up your cash due to an emotional decision. And if you're being advised to give up your cash, to park it somewhere that is not liquid, ask for a second, third, and maybe even a fourth opinion. Having the cash to do the thing, that is what makes us feel strong and confident. Whatever that thing is that needs doing, having the cash in hand to do it, that's where the confidence comes from. Once the thing is done and the cash is gone, we're no longer quite as strong and confident. So what about cash flow? As I say, if cash is king, cash flow is queen, and you can't have a complete kingdom without both. Cash can be lazy and yet still strong. Mostly, inflation will chip away at it when it's lazy. But cash flow cannot afford to be lazy. Cash flow requires constant vigilance and balancing of the books. It requires some smarts. There are right now waves of letters going out to variable rate clients suggesting they have two options. Number one, decimate cash reserves with an often irrational, illogical lump sum payment. Don't even consider this option. Just don't. It's unnecessary. And the bank is wrong to suggest this option at all. It is one that has been created by some math geeks because, yes, mathematically, this is an option to keep you on track with your amortization. Staying on track with your amortization should not be your number one focus. It should be on the list, but it should not be number one, right? Staying flexible, staying nimble, staying liquid. That should be number one. So to make a massive lump sum payment, just to keep your monthly payment where it is, this doesn't make any sense. Uh, it's not a good option. The second option is decimate cash flow with a massive spike in your payment. Currently, the suggestion is around a 72% increase in the payment. Now, it's not the only option. Hey, if you can afford a 72% increase in your payment and that keeps you on track with your amortization and, and really like it's all good in the hood, no problem, then, then cool. Make that 72% increase in your payment, but it's not the only option, despite the appearance that these are the only two options. Why isn't the bank presenting a third option, one that clearly does exist, one that mathematically does apply, one that you can actually implement reasonably easily? Well, probably, and this is pure speculation, pure speculation, probably because the banking regulator would prefer that banks didn't offer this third option probably because the role of OSFI is to ensure the stability of the Canadian banking system. The role of OSFI is not to ensure the stability of the Canadian household. I don't think we have a government organization whose role it is, is to ensure the stability of the Canadian household. Uh, be it a household of one or a large family, it makes no difference. People, individuals, are not exactly the specific concern of OSFI, not directly. Indirectly, yes, because, hey, if the Canadian banking system actually were to fall apart, that'd be a pretty big problem for all of us. But if you've been priced out of your home needlessly by some really kind of questionable policy decisions, the stability of the Canadian banking system really isn't that important to you. Not if you're sleeping on the street in front of a bank branch.
your stability is important to you. Your stability is important to you. My stability is important to me. So as a client or you as a broker, um, please listen carefully to what I'm going to spell out for you here as the middle ground solution. Uh, I got an email back on this just recently, and that's what's prompted me to spell this out a little more slowly and a little more detail. So the problem, the problem is you're holding a trigger point letter in your hand. You are X dollars offside on your mortgage balance. I saw one recently where it says you've exceeded your trigger point by $213.71, meaning that your payments last month became not enough to keep, well, previous to last month, well, previous to that, your payments actually became not enough to keep up to even the interest expense every month. You had a shortfall every month. And you knew that from a few months back when you got your trigger rate letter. Now, that might have come in the mail six months ago. You knew you were past the trigger rate. You knew your payments were less than the monthly interest expense. And you let it ride because you could, because you had some equity built up from previous payments and you decided to let those slightly lower than interest-only payments chip away at the equity that you built up. But it has now chipped that equity to zero, in this one instance, zero minus $213, hence the trigger point letter. Trigger rate letter, then later on, the trigger point letter, two different letters. Now, your mortgage balance has basically hit the original amount you borrowed, and in fact, tipped slightly over this. You've got to pay it back down to below the original committed amount. That's very important. Whatever that dollar amount is, by the way, it's also growing, not exactly by the day, but in a way it is. And you probably owe a little bit more than what's printed on that letter to bring it back in line. And you certainly will when the next payment hits, which will also have another shortfall. So take whatever amount is on that letter. And I would suggest you know, adding $1,000 or $2,000, depending on how big that shortfall is, uh, for good measure. And then take this first step with this dollar amount you've just calculated. Dollar amount on the letter plus a 1000 or two. Call the 1-800, and pardon me, just to be clear, in proportion to the mortgage, if you've got a four or $500,000 mortgage and you add $1,000 to that shortfall and you get this done before the next payment period, you're going to be fine. You got a million dollar mortgage. Yeah, you might want to add two or three thousand dollars to that shortfall amount just for good measure. Call the 1 800 line or go into the branch. Don't bring the letter with you. Don't talk about the letter. Don't talk about trigger rates. Don't talk about trigger points. Don't say anything other than this. This is all you're going to say Hi, I would like to make a lump sum payment to my mortgage for this dollar amount. That's it. Stop talking. Hand them a check, transfer from your account, whatever it is. Don't add to the story. Don't ask questions. Make that lump sum payment and walk away. Yes, I just said make a lump sum payment, but we're making a very small lump sum payment to get your mortgage back on side. That is an important thing to do. But as I say, walk away. Now, what have you achieved? You are now below the trigger point. You're off the trigger point report. When the system runs that trigger point report again next week or next month or whenever it runs it, you're golden. You're off the report. No new letter coming out to you. But your work is not done. Take a day. Pause. 
You did a good job. It was a big, big effort. Now, pause. And then we're going to enact step two. And I, I'm literally saying, take a day, put a day between them. And then enact step two. You need to do some math. And the reason I'm saying put some gap in there is as I'm doing with this, I'm adding words. I'm saying more than needs to be said. And that will be your downfall. So don't do that. So make that payment. Get out while the getting is good. Pause. Come back the next day. Now, to do this next section, you're going to need to do some math. And you may want your broker to assist you. You may have Google assist you. But you need to figure out what is the current interest-only payment at today's rate on my current mortgage balance, which, of course, is now the original mortgage balance that you took a year, year and a half, two years ago. Also, you might want to do a little math on this as well and determine what is the current payment if I wanted this to be on a 30-year amortization, for instance, um, you know, for the mortgage you're in, that, that variable, because, well, locking in right now, a little difficult to do. Although perhaps, again, still worth a conversation, probably depending on where the three-year fixed rates are at, especially because if we're all talking about the same bank, TD, um, you've got the option to lock into a three-year from day one. And depending on where that three-year fixed is, that might make sense. But that's a different topic for a different day. So let's assume you're staying in the variable rate mortgage that you're in. You know what your net rate is. You know what the actual mortgage balance is now because you just made the lump sum payment on it yesterday. Calculate the interest-only payment. Calculate the 30-year amortization payment. And then make a decision. And make the decision through this filter. How crucial is cash flow for you right now? Is this an investment property that you're having to feed money into already or would have to feed money or even more money into? If yes to the, these questions, then almost certainly you want to stick with interest-only payments for now. If this is your owner-occupied and you can afford a little more of a squeeze on your cash flow, if you've got a little bit more of a cushion, uh, then you may consider setting that payment to a 30-year amortization payment based on the current net rate that you're at now. And once you've made this decision, go back to the branch or call them again. You don't have to physically go in. You can just phone and do this and say only the following. I would like to increase my current mortgage payment to X and see what happens. Now, hopefully, they just say yes, and that's that. There could be some layers to this. In some cases, uh, they may say you can't increase the payment by more than 15%. Um, and that may not get you where you need to be. Uh, you can increase the frequency of your payment from monthly to accelerated weekly, which is roughly another 8% increase in your payment in a way. So that'll get you about a 23% increase. Although in many instances, the banks are being flexible on this right now because they want to see that payment back on track. Again, though, do not mention the letters in this conversation. Don't talk about trigger rate, trigger point, et cetera. Don't talk about any of that stuff. You just want to increase your mortgage payment just out of the blue. You just woke up this morning and decided this is the amount you'd be comfortable paying. Simply state that you wish to increase your mortgage payment, mortgage payment to this amount. If you cannot increase it to quite where you need it to be due to limitations, it's okay. You also have additional lump sum privileges. And if you're finding out that you still need to increase your payment by, say, another $330 a month to get where you wanted to be, 
set a monthly reminder and make a $330 lump sum payment each month. You absolutely have the right and the privilege to do that. And this will keep you on track. This will keep you from slipping back onto that trigger point report. So a couple final key points. You need to redo the math on this when or if the Bank of Canada decides to increase rates again. I know I shouldn't even have said it out loud, but keep that in mind. If prime goes up another notch, you've got to recalculate this if you're setting yourself at an interest-only payment. So you may want to calculate using a quarter point bump right now just so you put a little cushion in place. And please keep in mind, as I say, cash in hand solves a lot more problems than cash parked at the bottom of the ocean that you can't access because life is full of other problems. I get it. All we've been talking about is this trigger point letter, and that's the central thing in your life. But guess what? Other shit goes wrong in life. A lot of times, what, it goes wrong in threes, right? And then sometimes it's three groups of three things that happen. It's like nine things that happen. So as I say, ultimately cash flow, managing your monthly income and outflow, this is the key to short-term and ultimately long-term survival. But we're talking about short-term survival right now, which is the lead-in to the next episode. Thank you.